Welcome to this Nutri Ingredients USA podcast. I'm Shane Starling, and I'm pleased to be joined by Ian Newton, who is a, an Omega 3 veteran uh, and the managing director of Ceres Consulting, which is uh, Canadian based. Now, Ian, how did you start out in the Omega 3 business? Well, the original uh, way I started was um, as being part of Hoffman LaRoche, who were in the um, original Omega 3 oils in those days. Um, when, when was that? Well, this was back in the early 90s. Uh, we, we, we purchased a company, or Roche purchased a company in the UK called Vipont, which was in the Omega-3 business and the Omega-6 business. And they wanted some uh, person in North America to start launching these products over here. And I was the lucky or unlucky guy to, to be there. And, and it was dumped on my plate to launch their range of Ropufa products uh, in North America. Was it difficult to get Omega-3 on the uh, radar back then when, when I guess in, compared, in comparison to now, it was virtually non-existent? Uh, that's true. Um, it was very academic in those days. I met uh, a lot of people in the whole academic area still doing basic research. Um, originally, these uh, oils were started by the pharmaceutical company, Searle Pharmaceutical, way back when, looked at this as a uh, cardiovascular product. But since there were no patents and they couldn't get around this, they, I think, dropped the game. And uh, in many areas of the world, they were still regarded as drugs. So they weren't seen of as supplements. Um, the old cod liver oil was, but that was mainly taken for vitamins A and vitamin D and not for the omega-3. So it was a hard road to hoe for the first, well, I'm going to say five years for sure, getting the awareness up, getting scientists involved, and, and finally getting the, the supplement industry um, in, involved in this game. And today we have a multi-billion dollar industry in both supplements and in functional foods. How do you see the state of play as it stands uh, in 2010? Well, looking at the last 30 years, which is, which is what it's been in this business we now, as you say, um, it's, it's about a billion dollars of raw, raw materials and, and ingredients going into the supplement market. Still primarily there, but a lot going into foods. The players have changed some. Um, I think we have built a very solid base of credibility with the trade associations, uh, with the precursor of GoEd even before that. Um, and I think that's what's driven it forward and people who have vision. So if we look now where it is in the old days, it was primarily driven by cardiovascular, then followed by pregnancy and the, the developing embryo and, and, the, and the child. Now we're seeing cognitive uh, areas, we're seeing bone developments, we're seeing vision. So I think those are going to be the next waves. But what's going to have to happen there is a lot of science is going to have to be put into this, and that costs money. You're going to have governments and NIH and people like that doing the work, but corporations have to step up as well and, and continue to support that to keep this developing. But it is uh, some of the... Um, the whole outcome of, of um, omega-3 ratios and what happens in the body have a profound effect throughout the whole of our, our metabolism, not just for cardiovascular. And in terms of vision uh, on the supply side, um, are, there, are there new areas or are there new uh, sources of omega-3 coming through? Well, it's interesting you raise that, Shane. There are. I mean, you've probably read recently there's a lot of work going on, of course, in crop developments, and we're seeing uh, genetic uh, developments there with, uh, with biotech. Um, bringing, first of all, stereodonic acid, but we're going to see certainly um, EPA and DHA, some work being done in Australia. Uh, we're seeing the big players in the game like uh, Monsanto and BSF, uh, uh, DuPont and Bayer doing those types of work as well. And I think we're now up to maybe 15% uh, uh, EPA and oil content from um, canola-type crops and flax-type crops. What about biofuels? Uh, that's another one. Biofuels is another development where you have algae farms who are, who are certainly producing biodiesel, and some of these algae will be able to produce EPA and DHA and other fatty acids. And so that's another source coming in, which will, I think, relieve the pressure on the sustainability of the, the whole fish area. So we're going to be standing, I think, on this business with several uh, raw material supply, supply areas, which is, I think is good for the industry, for sure. 
Well, it continues to be an interesting area in the, uh, in, the, in the foods and supplements game. Thanks very much for your time, Ian. Good. Thank you, Shane. Shane Starling for Nutri-Ingredients USA at Expo West.